What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Sat Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Go over there, get all your wrestling news. Have exclusive reports all the time. You can get those early by subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. That is our presenting sponsor of today's show over at FightfulSelect.com. You get all kinds of goodies. Every Wednesday, the list and your boy goes into a bonus episode uh, with the list goes on. Every week, I have the Fightful Backstage Report podcast. Every other week, a Q&A show. And now, as of right now, two times a week, this man, Alex Palowski, bringing you some sour graps. That's right. Um... Sorry, New Day. I will dare be sour. <laughs> Twice a week, in fact. Uh, yeah, I have just uh, did a show last Friday. I uh, did one last night covering the, the draft and uh, how ridiculous that turned out to be. Because there was a blockbuster trade. God. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I talked a lot about that. And then uh, tonight... After we do this, I am recording uh, a, a special free preview that will be up, I believe, tomorrow, uh, all about The Fiend, how they fudged it up, and how they might be able to fix it. So FightfulSelect.com is where you all can go to support that and support us. I think we have like 100 and something subscribers left until I make that Q&A show weekly. So head on over there. It's the most direct way to support us. We also have Mr. Warren Hayes. He is America bound pretty soon. Excited to see yeah. how he gets deported. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually excited if they're going. Yeah, to see just uh, j- j- just if they let me in. You know, based <laughs> based on. But they probably will, considering my fashion sense. They'll be like, "Ooh, what a sharp dressed man here coming across the border." Uh, why why wouldn't we let him in? Come come regale us with your tales of uh, 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 of. Uh, threadbare yeah, hell um, are you but... talking about it is october 16th it's the wednesday night war podcast the way that we handle this first half of the show is uh aew uh which one of you all got assigned to aew i forget i did uh, warren so warren yeah. will be taking the lead as i anchor we will uh defer to alex some things in which he can he can speak about they both kept their eyes on both programs so make sure you guys uh uh, just keep in, keep that in mind before you say, well, wh- why did you ask Warren this? Well, we have reasons. Reminder, you can donate a Super Chat <laughs> any amount. Get your question or statement read on the air. Fortnite sucks, says <laughs> AEW needs to calm down on the tag <laughs> matches. Seems like they're creative, can't think of anything else. WWE, please take note that the Cody promo makes you invested. Uh, Warren, any thoughts on that statement? Um, I don't have a problem with the tag matches. In fact, it's a very, I don't know, maybe it's because I've watched a lot of New Japan. It's a very New Japan way of approaching things, you know, just uh, uh, going in and uh, having your main feuds be intertwined into these tag matches to help build some story. To me, this is a very, it's very New Japan. I dig it. I don't have a problem with it. And plus... AEW said that uh, AEW would be the home for tag team wrestling, so we got some tag team wrestling, and we got some good tag team showing tonight, so I'm okay with it. Plus, yes, I agree, the uh, Cody Rhodes uh, segment was very good. Also, um, Alex, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. If, If a team like Kenny Omega and Hangman Page ended up somehow winning two or three matches as a team, it, AEW doesn't have the track record like WWE of like, oh, well, they won't make anything of this. There, there's mm-hmm. a possibility that AEW might be like, hey, you know, you're doing pretty well as a team. Let's capitalize on this and make make that the story as opposed to, hey, we're going to pair these two guys up and make them champions immediately. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that there's a possibility that they could like, you know, hey, when, if you guys keep the winning streak alive, uh, there might be um, a, a tag title match in it for you. And here are these guys who made it far in the tournament we just had, and if you beat these three teams on the next three weeks, we're going to get a title shot. Hey, that's a cool thing. That's a story you can do. Also, you have to remember, there's a lot of people who are tuning in to AEW who watch mostly WWE stuff, have heard about a lot of these guys, but necessarily not necessarily seen a lot of them in action, and they're like, man, WWE sucks right now. I'm going to watch AEW, 
Um, let, let's let's see what these guys are, and this way you get as many of them as possible on your TV show to build a following. Saying, "I really like that guy that I saw in that tag match. I'm going to tune in next week." So that's something that, that a, a new company can do to to build interest. Kevin Langhoff says that draft was drafty, a lot of holes, blockbuster trade. I want to trade my TV for a blindfold. I, I think that was a poem. Also, whatever you're into, buddy, I'm not here to judge, but Blue Chew is not sponsoring tonight's show, so take your blindfolds elsewhere, or at least let Warren borrow it this week. AEW Dynamite. The Lucha Brothers jumped SCU uh, during their entrance ahead of the uh, tag team tournament match, took Christopher Daniels out. Now, Warren, uh, Kazarian and Daniels were going to be the combination of SCU in this match, as Scorpio Sky said that he was going to have experience over explosiveness. I did not like the attack because Phoenix was like holding on for a painfully long amount of time waiting on Scorpio Sky. I like mm-hmm. the idea of it though. And then SCU kind of had to fight from under because this match to me was all about making Scorpio Sky. And even though this match had plenty of hiccups, the the main thing I came away from wasn't the awkward Phoenix spot. It wasn't the messed up spots. It was that Scorpio Sky looked like a goddamn star. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I, I I think this 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 whole endeavor made uh, made both things. Like I I completely agree. I think look, Scorpio Sky is going to be if again used properly. This guy can be pardon the pun dynamite for AEW. I think he really has something fantastic to offer on the singles end. The guy is charismatic. He can go. He is explosive. That's his thing. Again with the dynamite puns, but. Uh, this did help put him over. I love, you know, just, and just the little things, his things with the shoe, you know, that was a nice little touch, that little improv, uh, little improv that he did there. And, and that and was and fantastic. And getting thrown back was even great. <clears throat> and getting it thrown back. I thought that was fantastic. Um, and it also helped to make sure that we understand that we're not supposed to like the Lucha Bros because everyone likes the Lucha Bros. But I think, uh, you know, AEW management took a step back and like, who are our heel teams? Sure, sure, sure. We're not supposed to have heels and faces here. But who who are our heel teams? And I think SCU, they're over. They, they, you have the sing-along with, uh, with SCU. Everyone wants to do it. It's fantastic. Taking out Christopher Daniels, who is a bona fide legend. Good shot. That was fine. So I think it served two very, very clear purposes tonight. And, uh, and we were well served for it. And, uh, Alex, what do you think about SCU going over here? Uh, I mean, I, I think I was surprised. I thought the best friends were going to, were going to go pretty far in the tournament, but, um, like I wasn't on the show last week. I was out of town, but I, when I watched the thing, I was not surprised to see private party, uh, go over the young bucks because I thought that is how. You put over a young team and make brand new stars. You have your guys who are basically part owners of of this of this uh, uh, Fed, and and they you know lay down for these guys. They they actually put them over, and and, and everyone knows who the Unbucks are. So you have private party go over them. You make the stars. I think you do the same thing with SEU. You're uh, anybody who knows Christopher Daniels from all of his time in, in TNA. Him getting taken out. Oh no. I, I like him. I remember him. Who's this new guy who's filling in for him? Scorpio Sky. Holy crap, Scorpio Sky! Like, basically, that's the idea, is you, you get as many of these guys on the TV, the people who don't, they don't know them, but all of a sudden, well, now I want to see everything Scorpio Sky does, because I watched him in this match. Look at the crap he did with only one shoe. What could he do with <laughs> two shoes in an entire match? Also, one thing I loved is Scorpio Sky not being in his ring gear, because he wasn't supposed to wrestle. So he ran down to look after Daniels. He was just wearing whatever he was wearing. And it was like, well, um, I guess I'm in this match now. No time to change. Let's do it this way. I thought that was a really cool touch. Very uh, nice realism added to these uh, to this uh, proceedings. Yeah, I think the match could have been better. The setup could have been better. But Scorpio Sky looked really good. Uh, the inner circle of Santana and Ortiz defeated Alex Reynolds and John Silver. You've seen John Silver on Ring of Honor, WWE, NXT. He's, he's worked a lot of places. This was a squash match. I don't dig the proud and powerful gear, name, song, all that stuff. It seems really forced, Warren. Am I alone in that? Um, 
the, well, yeah, yes, but um, you know, I guess you have to start somewhere. I mean, I, I think, I think at some, you know, you do have to go through these motions just to get, uh, just to get your tag team, just to get them known, you know, just to have them be put over. You can't expect everyone to just know. Uh, just know them who just know who they are out of uh, just out of impact. I would just you be know. fine with Santana and Ortiz until they find a name. Proud and powerful doesn't exactly scream out cutthroat heels to me. No, but I mean I'm okay with them using their 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 names. I'm okay, and it has a ring to it. I think it works. It fit, they 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 feel like a couple of uh, they feel like a couple of hitmen with that uh, with that kind of with that with that kind of uh, tag team name. You know, it works for me. Well, the street sweeper ruled. I, I love the squash match. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I, that's what you needed to do. Like this could, this is probably like, like I said, you don't necessarily have to assume. You can't assume that everyone knows uh, who they are out of Impact. You're introducing them to a new audience. You have to show that they're uh, that they're a couple of uh, they're the a couple of hard as nails kind of guys. So yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with uh, with the squash matches. Look how well it worked for the War Raiders. They should do the same thing with Santana Ortiz. Uh, Alex, we have Santana and Ortiz challenging the Young Bucks for full gear, which happened via a video promo from Chris Jericho. Uh, I'm glad to see that the Lucha Brothers Young Bucks carousel is over. What do you think yes. about this challenge? Uh, this 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 makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, you have the heel tag team from the inner circle. Uh, and they're going up against, you know, the fan favorites. Um, the Young Bucks are always going to be fan favorites. This is the perfect way to further establish your dominant heel team in, you know, the the JWO, the Jericho World Order. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's this is this is this is good. I also loved um, Jericho announcing it on the Tron. Yeah, by the way, my boys are challenging uh, your boys. Do you accept? Uh, I I think uh, Jericho, this Hollywood Hogan version of Chris Jericho is really doing it for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so I, I I love all that stuff, and yes, I'm I'm very excited to see you know when you actually let Santana Ortiz like really go against the Young Bucks in a marquee match on a pay per view. Let let's see what these guys got like in in this particular setting. I know those guys are fantastic. I want to see them in this setting like where they have something to really prove. Let's see it. And it's a smart match to put on full gear as well. I mean, the, I mean, this is this is something that people wanted to see for a long time. The minute that we started hearing that their contract was going to be up in uh, Impact, the the minute everyone was like, "Get them in AEW, have them fight the Bucks." This is what we want to see. Oh, there you go. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up if you're watching live on YouTube. Subscribe if you leave a super chat, any amount. We can uh, answer your question or read your statement on the air. It is worth noting, and perhaps we'll talk about this at the end of the show. Uh, Bushi Road, which owns New Japan Pro Wrestling, has announced it has purchased Stardom. So uh, what? Yes, lots of lots of old takes will age either wonderfully or horribly <laughs> in the coming weeks, and I'm very excited for that. I'm thrilled uh, that you will really become a Joshi pro from this point uh, on, Sean. Yeah, I, you're damn right I expert. will be. Speaking of, Riho versus Dr. Britt Baker for the AEW Women World's Championship. Now, here's the thing. I see a lot of criticism for Britt Baker, and is she completely polished in the ring? No, she's not. But she had never been on TV regularly before this. Not only that, she was not a full-time pro wrestler before this until I mean she was in dental school if, if you didn't know before she's a dentist guys but uh, also she didn't go through a developmental territory or anything like that Alex uh, before Warren and I discussed this match what, what are your thoughts on that I, I think a lot of people automatically just say oh she's the first woman signed poster girl mm -hmm. like that yeah, I um, yeah, I think I think I think they do. Um, it remains to be seen, you know, where she's going to fit in in the long term in this women's division. Um, uh, like we, we're not really sure how everything's going to shake out. Who's going to get over with the fans? All that stuff because a lot of them are, are, as I've said, are new to a lot of fans. Um, the one thing that I think is unfortunate, and we saw that tonight, um, the fact that she's a dentist has to now be worked into every match where she's doing weird things to her opponent's mouth 
And in this case, it got her, you know, uh, distracted by her own weird spelunking into Riho's open orifice. And, uh, and, and then she got rolled up. So yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's ways of making the dentist thing work, um, where it's not the only thing about your character, but so far not so good with that. Let, let's see what she can do in the ring where she's not like trying to figure out ways of using, you know, uh, one of them little hand mirrors with a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Did, when, I mean, when I, when I look at somebody's upside, when they're as, I mean, Britt's been wrestling for about four or five years, but hasn't had the cage time, the ring time, anything like that, uh, as, as we say in MMA, to kind of really reflect that. Uh, I had pointed out she'd wrestled 20 matches this year. Deanna Perrazzo, before she got signed by WWE, told me that her target was 100 per year, and she blew past that. A guy like Joey Ryan... 140, 150 times a year he's wrestling on the independent circuit. Britt hasn't got those reps yet. And there's still things that she does that are so smooth that they're really hard to teach. Like, you have to have the instincts to do them. And you see elements of that, but you also see elements of of how green she is and how new she is. Warren, do you think one outweighs the other? Uh, I think you nailed it it exactly on the head, and this was a perfect match to demonstrate that. And I don't know. I I think she is overall just... uh, Green might not be the word because when when she's wrestling someone and uh, and Rio like, like Rio and Rio goes to like to slam her to lift her and you see her Brit uh, lowering her center of gravity to block it doing it a couple of a couple of times and just out of instinct that means that she does have something there is something there she's not green I think she she I think the key word here is polish she's she just needs to get out there more. And, you know, we've talked about this with um, uh, on a few occasions regarding Lacey Evans. You know how we would have liked Lacey Evans to wrestle some of the shooters you know, on NXT before being moved up. This is a bit the, the same kind of situation, but Britt didn't have that look, the luxury, like you said uh, as well earlier, uh, of being in a performance center where people can actually work on her skills at that point. Um, there was uh, there was a lot of good stuff. I liked her her swinging neck breaker. I thought that was really nice. Uh, that was, she, that uh, was a turning point. Sorry to interrupt me. I thought it was really rough up until that point, and that kind of uh, turned it around. Yes, and Rio is fantastic. I mean, her. I mean, she commentary puts it up over enough. I don't think I have to mention it again. But she is small, so the fact that she is able to pull off a Northern Light suplex like she did on Baker, I mean, that's. It's a testament to her skill and her her uh, uh, um, um, hidden strength. Let's call it that. I think, she, uh, you know, this match was half and half for me. Um, and um, I, I, th- I thought Rio ended up uh, ended up shining nonetheless. Alex, where do you see Britt Baker going from here? I don't know. The other thing is that, that, that the, the they haven't had um... – Awesome Kong, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, they haven't had to have her. They, they have her on the damn the little uh, opening thing. She's, she's a full time employee the, of right. There, she she's she's there. She's on the little opening. Um, uh, you know, I don't theme need song her wrestling on Dynamite, package. buddy. She couldn't wrestle no. three years ago. No, but the the fact that they've decided that you know, like she's she's part of this company hasn't appeared yet on TV sure. is interesting. I don't know how of of all the things happening in AEW, I really don't know. Where the women's division is going to shake out in the in the coming months, Britt Baker, I think, could very well be the, be at the very top of it, or she could slide down depending on what people's reactions are to her. AEW tag team tournament match: Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt uh, get beat by the Lucha Brothers. Now, shortly before this show uh, happened, uh, Luchasaurus had to pull out due to a hamstring injury. He was replaced by Marco Stunt. Personally, if this were me booking it, it would have been one big move, one big hope spot for Marco Stunt. Then these heels just destroy him. They keep Jungle Boy at bay, and, and you're out of there three or four minutes. This went about twelve or thirteen. Uh, I, the story of the match, and, and you could this—it's just me f- freestyling here. I think they had probably timed this out earlier and said, "Let's let's do this." But part of live TV is being able to pivot and being able to read this and and adjust the story. The story became Marco Stunt it isn't just some little kid. Here he is uh, fighting back. I think that could have been told at another time. And if you wanted to get these guys over as real shit heels, 
the the Lucha Brothers. I think it could have been done there. But Warren, I want to hear your take on it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. That's a kind of what I was uh, what I was thinking. Um, I like I'm torn. I'm torn because I like Marco Stunt. I like him in a in I, I like him in the aspect of a modern day Spike Dudley. You know, where it's Perfect. like he's not he's not supposed to be doing what he's doing. He's too small. He looks. He doesn't look the part, and yet he is the part. So there's there's this one part where of me where I'm like, damn, th- this is smart, you know? Because there's every time I put out a tweet where I say where I I, I, I say something positive about Marco Stunt, I will get three to four people saying he's awful. He's he's not awful. He's a lot of things, but he's not bad at what he does. Yeah. He's really entertaining. Um, so, so whenever he does get a chance to shine like that, good. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention it here as much as it was important to put the Lucha Bros as a heel team over at the start, which I think was part of the, part of the general conceit of the opening segment. I think they could have pushed the envelope here and went for chapter two and just have them destroy Marco Stunt and like not even give him a chance to fight back and mess with him. Just and uh, have Jungle Boy come in for the desperation hot tag, but stunned being destroyed at this point would have got a ton of heat. But then on top of that, Sean, I, I love Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express is one of their top acts that, uh, right now. Over like as a as a unit, Luchasaurus. It's a shame that he's injured, but as as a team that is completely instantly over for, with the crowd, they've been over since uh, Fighter Fest. Like completely over. At some point, if indeed in AEW wins and losses do matter, and just for the general appreciation from the audience, you are going to have to let these guys win because they have a losing record. They have not scored a single victory since becoming a tag team. And at some point, you want, and we say this a lot about WWE. We want to be able to cheer. To, to, we want to be able to get behind winners. We Jack want Evans to... is taking a pin soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the, so at some point, I wonder what they're doing with them. And I also noticed that uh, I kind of had the feeling tonight that um, Jr. doesn't like the Jungle Boy gimmick because he referred to uh, he referred to a Jungle Boy as um, Jack as Perry. Jack Jack Perry quite a few times. Jungle Jack Jack Perry. I kind of feel he doesn't care for it much, and I don't I, care for him not caring for it. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, Alex, and you can chime in on this, if they do switch to the Jungle Jack Perry name because of the connection and because they can get some crossover and because they can get some people that say, oh, that's whose kid he is. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Um, I, I, I do think that, that a lot of what you you had with with the Jurassic Express team was the, was the novelty of the really tall guy in the dinosaur mask and then the little like Tarzan boy who rides him to the ring. Like that's, that's the novelty of it without loop, without Luchasaurus. You can't, you can't like replace Luchasaurus with Marco stunt and have the same team. It's a completely different thing. <laughs> um, what like they did the same with, with where their little uh, entrance video starts with the cup of water that starts jiggling because of the, because Luchasaurus is walking to the ring I wanted so badly for Jungle Boy to come out with Marco Stunt on his shoulders, just like reverse it because because he's bigger than Marco Stunt and they could do the same, but they didn't. Um, uh, uh, the piggyback thing was fine too. Um, yeah, I agree. The actual Jurassic Express as that team, once Luchasaurus is healthy, they need to start picking up wins because people want to root for them, and people don't like rooting for perpetual losers. It's okay to have Marco Stun eat some of those pins, and Luchasaurus even says, like, in an interview with uh, JR or somebody like that, like, hey, if AEW wants me, they gotta keep him. He's my buddy. Like, one of those types of things. Uh, Also... Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, has some outstanding instincts in the ring as well. Like, there was a German suplex that didn't look great, and the mm-hmm. bridge wasn't there. So he immediately, like, without hesitating, rolls Pentagon over to pin him. That That is one of those instincts that just, like, you come with, that you just know. And uh, that's pretty good. We have Pac and John Moxley against Omega and Hangman Page. Omega and Page end up picking up the win here. This was... 
a bananas match, uh, a wild one. Warren, walk us through it, your favorite spots and, and how it went down. Uh, I like how the elite just went after the heels from the get from the get go. Page and Omega just went straight after them. I thought this was good because they both have their individual heat with both of those guys. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, um, uh, Page 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 again tonight had a gr- really great showing. He had this uh, his uh, nice sequence where he hit a Pescado on Pac, then runs back into the ring and hits a clothesline on Mox as well. He does his corner moonsault at some point, but then Mox just. Uh, Pac, actually, uh, it's Pac. Sorry, guys. Pac, that's going to get some use. It's uh, yeah. some time getting used to. Uh, Pac distracts, and then uh, Moxley just shoves him off the turnbuckle. And man, Page flies before landing on the apron. Like he ta- he gets some some serious air as well. Uh, and um, there was also this the, uh, a segment where Page and Omega had this great tag sequence, uh, this double team sequence on Pac that ended up with a. Um, Omega hitting a, a sit-out powerbomb and a standing shooting star press. And then Moxley and Omega, this was the moment, the highlight of the match, when they started slugging at each other, going completely strong style on each other. They trade some strikes. There's a V-trigger. Um, uh, Omega runs the ropes, and Mox- Moxley just lariats the hell out of him. It was really good. We saw the toys. We saw the... The barbed wire bat and the barbed wire broom. It was bat versus broom, which actually sounds like a show that would have been on Spike TV back in the day. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and and uh, what I loved here, you know when they say they wanted AEW, they said they wanted the referees to have personality? Well, Bryce Rensburg was like, no, no, I'm out of here. And he just, you guys do what you want. And he just... Hits the bricks. He leaves the ring. I thought that was fantastic. Which, which, I, I love well, that. let's be fair. For most AEW tag matches, the ref might as well do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing even resembling rules there. Uh, I, f- and we got Pac losing. Yeah, his first loss. And this is what I really liked. Pac. Pac. <laughs> what I really liked was Pac, when he sees Moxley with the bat, you know, after he and Omega start swinging at each other, he comes in. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? I don't want to lose this match. I don't want to get disqualified. So what does Moxie does? He double bird and he death driver uh, uh, yeah. synergies, whatever uh, he, 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 and he leaves. So I like this. I like it because since wins and losses are supposed to matter and they matter to pack, and we know they matter to him because of past history. It's fantastic. I really dug that. And it also adds to Moxley's character in a way where he doesn't he doesn't care about wins or losses. He just wants to beat people up. And he wants to beat Kenny Omega up. So I like this part of the story. This was a great, great match. Match of the night as far as AEW goes. Alex, any quick thoughts on this one? No, I, I agree. Match of the night for AEW. Uh, I, I love, as you said, if wins and wins and losses matter, you got to have some of your characters really concerned about their win loss record. Or as JW, uh, JR p- pointed out, the winner's purse. Like some guys got to be concerned about that. And I love that Moxley is a guy who isn't concerned about it. Yeah. This was a lot, it's a lot of fun to watch. And all, all four guys looked good somehow in a match with four of your top singles in it as an tag team match. That very rarely happens in, in other, uh, uh, company. Still trying to decide how I feel about referees' discretion so often. Because, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, it, it's legitimately a thing in, like, New Japan. Like, you almost never see DQs, and that's just the product. It it will just take some getting used to. Uh, and if it's consistent, I guess I'm okay with it. I mean, I really enjoyed ECW back in the day. So it's all a matter <laughs> of consistency and continuity yep. and sense. That That's the thing. And we don't see a lot of that on WWE, so that's why maybe I'm not as as optimistic, but it's a different company. World Championship match, Darby Allen comes up short against Chris Jericho. Allen at some point got his hands taped behind his back. I really dug this. I thought it made Allen look good. Jericho still had to cheat uh, a little bit um, in this street fight, so to speak. Jake Hager had to show up and knock him off the ropes. Uh, I do have some problems with it. Quite frankly, if you do a good lateral press to a guy whose hands are taped behind their back, yep. they ain't kicking out. That's a 
big hole for me. Es- especially if you outweigh them by 70 pounds. Yes. <laughs> big time. Yeah. A good lateral press across the shoulders. And unless they've got a, a really powerful kick out, because the point of a kick out is to rock your body to the point to where your shoulders pop off the mat. That's the whole mm-hmm. point of it. And I don't think he's strong enough to do that. That's a, a gaping hole there for me. Uh, but otherwise, I enjoyed this. I liked the, the slam onto the skateboard. That was a good touch. Warren, what did you think? I thought uh, I thought uh, Darby Allen brought his uh, his best uh, show face. I thought he was really really good. Uh, the um, and the you know basically what they what they want to project with Allen is that he's not afraid to put his body through anything. He's not afraid to jump off of stuff, do anything that is needed to win a match. Taping the hands was such a nice touch. The lion salt with the hands tied was behind his back was such a nice touch. I really, really liked it. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this it was okay. It was a fine main event. It worked well. Jericho did classic Jericho stuff. Um, I kind of feel like Allen is still... there's still stuff that we haven't seen from him yet. However, since I'll be completely transparent, I've been introduced to Darby Allin thanks to AEW. And the more I see the guy, the more I love what he does. I've become a fan. I've jumped on the bandwagon. Uh, I'm really excited to see how he keeps progressing because he's so fluid, especially for a guy who's been doing this for four years, it's nuts what he's able to do and what he's what he's ready to to put his body through as well. So this was okay. Didn't like the finish as well. I think you know I kind of figured Jericho could have could have managed without uh, w- without his posse helping out. But then again, I also get the idea, you know, that he he, he wants to be a loudmouth chicken heel. That's fine, but we could have done without uh, without that particular ending. I think that that Darby Allen has that silent Jeff Hardy type of charisma, and of course that's an easy comparison because of their style and stuff, but he's not the greatest promo in the world that I've seen, but he just has that thing that makes you go, okay, I'm interested in watching him. Uh, Alex, any final thoughts on this one? I think Darby Allen's a future megastar for this company if they they use him right. Um, And uh, yeah, Jericho's Jericho's really, really charismatic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply even when he's being complete chicken shit mm-hmm. like it's it's really gonna help out this company that they have him at the top at least for now uh and if if he stays uh, very influential in this company and this company is a success over the next five years you really start have to th- have to start putting him at the very very tip top all time of 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 influential and and top top stars because he's he's been so versatile his whole career and this him being the tippy top guy of this brand new uh, company, like he's relishing that, and he, he's really sticking into it. I, I love what he's doing. That is AEW tonight. I thought a pretty strong show. We do have a few super chats. Someone says, "Sean, where's your caption? Are you not tall anymore? I'm tall forever, buddy." Thoughts on NXT Japan? I don't know that it exists or that it will exist. I don't have any insight on that situation, uh, but no real. Uh, insight on that i quite frankly i think it's a bad idea (laughs) i think it's a bad idea and i don't think it would go well uh somebody says okay was this the major news bushy road and stardom that's the major one that that i was hearing about uh and rob says yankum versus baker dds intergender match presented by crest god damn it uh, so I actually wrote an article once called Britt Baker has heard all your Isaac Yankum DDS jokes and she's tired of them. Uh, she says she gets those often. Uh, reminder guys, if you happen to be in the Maysville, Kentucky area, I am calling Empire Fight Series 1 this Saturday. Uh, first MMA event in Maysville, Kentucky ever. Several members of our fight team will be participating in that. Doing a one-man booth. Uh, I'll let you all know broadcast details as soon as I can. Show it a little bit of love. 
but show this show some love. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe. NXT review. Alex, what'd you think of yeah. the show? Um, like NXT continues to impress me every week with with uh, with the caliber of their in ring work. Um, I'm 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 waiting for this thing to settle down into not just like bangers every. 15 minutes start another one for two hours and actually settle into really getting the character feuds established but i'm not gonna complain when when all the in-ring work is is so outstanding we had a lot of really cool uh returns with uh tegan knox and Tommaso champa um uh, and and the main event uh i i would have i would have absolutely assumed was going to be lee versus uh dijakovic and instead, it was Dunn and uh, and Priest, and they made the right call. Like that, that's that's how deep this. Is. I, I mean, Dunn Dunn and Priest right now. Like if it's actually a feud that's going to continue, is what the fourth or fifth most important feud on the show, and it can it <laughs> rightfully main evented. Like it's, it's kind of amazing. Tommaso Ciampa is back. He took on Angel Garza. God damn, Ciampa looked in great shape. Looks so good, man. So good. Any any thoughts on the physique, Warren? Oh, that <laughs> I remember. I remember when he returned, like when he returned that first time, uh, and he came out to no music and to the booze, and everyone was like, "Holy crap, he's jacked!" And and seeing him on my on my dual screen tonight, I was like, "He's jacked!"er it's crazy how fantastic he looks. That guy is in a shape. Uh, Garza ripped his pants off at one point during this match, Alex. He does that in every match. That's just yeah. that's just shtick. I love it. He's handsome. A good pant ripping is is good. Yes, true. You, you can make a good living out of that. I thought this match was exactly what it needed to be, Alex. Absolutely, Garza got in a few licks, but Chapa was always going to win it. Uh, his his new thing of daddy's home, that's going to stick as well as the the crowd t- chanting, "Daddy Champa." That's that's gonna that's gonna the, the next time they actually have a match, the Johnny Wrestling Daddy Champa back and forth chant is just going to go on for fifteen minutes. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought this was good. Um, I love that he's decided to use his draping DDT, which always looks so vicious. As uh, as his finisher now, and the fact that he now calls it the widow's bell, like that's just dark as hell, and I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, like I said, man, Champa looked really good. Glad to see him back. He sat on a chair with his crutch as Undisputed Era came out and uh, surrounded <laughs> the ring. So <laughs> Kyle handed something over tomorrow, Alex. He threw him a USB drive, and I and I was like, a USB? Is it 2006? What are you, what are you <laughs> using? Is this a flashback episode? What happened? Like, I, I thought that was awesome. Wait, was wait, so wait. Hold on, hold on. What are, what are you using as removable media? I would think he would have, like, like here, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to email you this link to a private YouTube video. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what he would have done, but, like, a, a USB drive is wonderfully, like, somehow analog for this time in history. And I, I, I think it's great because also absolutely Kyle O'Reilly has a camcorder that, that saves things to USB drives. Kyle O'Reilly does have that. It's absolutely in line with his character. It's perfect. <laughs> I wonder if there is such a thing. <laughs> it must. <laughs> no, no SD cards, only no, no, USB. No. Yeah, right. That's right. We return to see a video of the aftermath of Undisputed Era's attack on Velveteen Dream, which was on the USB drive. Yeah. Your thoughts, Alex? I thought this was really good. Here's the thing I love about it. I love the details of this. When they all come down to the ring and surround Ciampa, I thought Roddy Strong had cut his his uh, uh, Undisputed Era t-shirt into an asymmetrical deep V. I thought he'd like like just show off part of his chest and be like, "Hey man, I'm I'm the really cool guy on this team because he's totally not." And I love that Roddy Strong sinks into being like the dork who thinks he's cool. I think that's a great line for him. But when we saw the the video, it turns out that when he had thrown uh, Velveteen Dream off the truck, 
that Dream had grabbed his shirt and torn it. It was not intentionally cut. It was something that had happened during the fight, and he was still wearing it when he went out to the ring. Like details like that, like will always make me pop. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, I think it's a, it's a, it's an interesting way of getting Dream out out of the picture and moving on to something else, um, and also making uh, Undisputed Era look like listen, there are four of us. Any one of you isn't going to isn't going to stand in our way. I think that's that's a really good way of doing it. Hannah Moore uh, sends a super chat and says, "Let me airdrop this tomorrow." I think it would have been really funny if yeah. Kyle O'Reilly was like, "Hey, I'm sending you something," and he slips him like a note, and Morrow goes, you still use Hotmail? Like, something like that. <laughs> that would have been... You should have given him a floppy disk. Like, yeah. or no, those zip drives that everybody the thought were drives. just gonna, ex- yeah. like, just com- yeah. they're gonna eradicate the floppy disk. Yeah. Yeah, but they right. got completely skipped over. Yes. I burned it onto a CD. I used the data <laughs> option. <laughs> You'll have to mount it. You'll have to mount yes. my DVD-R. <laughs> Wow, you even put like you did the CD stomper on this to to put the thing on top. That's that's very classy. <laughs> Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch are beaten by the Imperium combo of Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. Uh, Fabian Eichner looks like Rick Moranis blew up Danny Birch. <laughs> <laughs> they look They look like if Ozzy and Jose Canseco shaved their heads. Like they are twins. Um, any any thoughts on that assessment, Warren? I would never say that to his face. I'll just hell no. I would hell never no. ever say that you're a blown up Rick Moranis. No. Uh, I look. I love Fabian Eichner. Um, this. I mean, it's a, he's a guy. He was he was in the cruiserweight classic, and yeah. then and then suddenly he's transferred. He, you know he. He he has his ups and downs in NXT. Then he's transferred over to NXT UK. He gets paired up with Marcel Bartel, where he suddenly becomes the muscle of the yeah. team, the 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 impulsive, angry guy. But he used to be a cruiserweight, and he kind of still wrestles like a cruiserweight. But man, can he lay it in? I I love what they've done with uh, with Aikner over the past year. I love the pairing with Bartel. It works so well. Uh, I'm I'm a big big fan. I've been a big fan of both of them since they started the tag team. Their tag team in NXT UK. Yeah, um, uh, Eichner. Uh, uh, the way I described it when he was in the Cruiserweight Classic is that um, Fabian Eichner looks uh, like a human bicep grew a face. <laughs> like that's that's like What's like wrong I, with I, you guys. I, that's, that's before that's, he put on I, the muscle. So true. He's he's. I mean, he's just he's just this. He looks like he's like he's got the rhino body but smaller. Like he's a complete rectangle, <laughs> but it's just straight up muscle. Like I, I think it's so cool. Um, uh, yeah, this I love the pairing. I think they're they're fantastic uh, as as the as the backup uh, for for Walt for Walter. Uh, I think that's great. Uh, I I love them in a match versus uh, Oney and Tui, uh, Oni and Danny Birch. Uh, I, I love those two guys together. Uh, I I think they're they're just they just they they seem to heal each other with the power of their screams. And I love that that's a thing that they do. Yeah, um, this was a, a really fun match. It, it got um, uh, Valter's backup guys over, got them a, a big win because you know uh, people people love Oni and Danny, and 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 with with good cause. Oni's Twitter game is unmatched. Uh, he had the, the saddest goodbye to Eric Bischoff yesterday it was, when, 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 he, when he tweeted, um, "Eric Bischoff was always my guy to play in WCW NWO Revenge because <laughs> he did body." Uh, but of course, he does it in all caps. So actually, what he tweeted was, "Eric Bischoff was always my guy to play in WCW NWO Revenge because he did karate." So I love Oni. I'll always love Oni. Uh, we have a super chat. Kevin Langhoff says, "Appreciate what you guys do at Fightful. Respect. If NXT moves out of full sale, I might need some blue chew. NXT is the one thing we love out here." It's more than wrestling. We are a community. Well, you might be a traveling community very soon, based on what I heard. And maybe, maybe about every other week traveling. Uh, from from what I hear, is it possibly in the cards. Well, I mean, then you, you could develop a community kind of like uh, you know, with the the Grateful Dead in the days. You know, yeah. you'd have people in their Westphalia's following them around and on tour. Sure, why? Io Shirai beats Caden Carter. I like Caden Carter. I really dig her. I, I think that 
she'll be one of those people that emerges and does pretty well. But Io Shirai gets the win here, and she she is just good at this, Alex. Really, really good at this. Uh, good at this also. With, with you you are bad at talking into the microphone. Caden Carter is also very good at this um, and, and surprised me. Like, I tweeted out when I saw who was facing Io Shirai. I was like, oh, no, Caden, honey, you in danger, girl. This is not good for you because I thought Io was going to squash her, and Caden got in some good offense. They have uh, obviously have plans for her in the future. I don't know if, if you look, look, look where she's going to be in, let's say, 12 to 18 months and see if she's not somewhere near the top of the card. She's got a really cool look, very marketable, uh, a lot of good offense. Um, she, she, she takes a beating well as well. Uh, but Io Shirai, that stalling German suplex was nasty, and her, her moonsault is always amazing. Her uh, springboard dropkick was great. Io Shirai is uh, like one of the top women in the world. Um, and and uh, she's, she might be like third or fourth Right now in NXT, which is, shows you how deep that NXT women's division is. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, I thought this this was another match that was what it needed to be. Right. Johnny Gargano, we see a video package for his career. He's interviewed and he says, oh, I'll have to see how I feel about Champa when I see him face-to-face. That was nice. Um, there was a, a spot after the Io Shirai match. Rhea Ripley confronted her. Io cursed her out in Japanese. Before it's announced that uh, by William Regal, the winner of Lee and Dijakovic will get a North American title match. I like that there are a lot of people jockeying for the position of who might get to knock off Shayna Baszler-Warren. I think that's good. It it not only makes so many people seem like they want it, it makes Shayna and her spot feel more important. <clears throat> and uh, And this is crucial if you have not been an NXT viewer over the past what is it, 18 months now? Uh, it's crucial that you understand just how important Shayna is and how dominant she is, and it just adds to the mystique, mystique of the title, mystique of the woman. I'm still – I would. my hopes – you, you brought up last week, you know, of Asuka maybe coming over to NXT to challenge Shayna. I guess the fact that she, the, she's a tag team champion now, maybe it dashes those yeah, hopes I a little bit. So now. Yeah, I don't think so either. But uh, but you know what? Hey, uh, let let them fight for the for the uh, the opportunity to fight for uh, to to get smushed by Shayna. I'm okay with that. Well, worth noting that uh, assuming that something doesn't happen next week and Shayna Baszler loses the NXT title, uh, she'll hold it for one year in a couple weeks. Also, Nick Aldis is about to pass the one year mark for the NWA World Championship. Both of them would have reigns significantly longer but they each lost it for like a couple of months mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to a couple of transitional champion well not transitional just it, sort of interim champions so to speak and in WWE I don't think there's anybody else that's held a title for 200 days I think Walters held his for just under 200 and Becky Lynch is is pretty close cuz she's held hers since WrestleMania so we're, it, it seemed like for a decade or more we didn't see Anybody in WWE holding titles that long. Now yeah. there's the New Day, Pete Dunne, AJ Styles, Shayna Baszler. I'm sh- uh, I'm sure there are others too. Jinder Mahal. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Rob Wilkins. I don't quite understand the super chat. Says, what did Devon say? Bubba McDonald's test the fries. Oh God test damn it. <laughs> I just got Bart Simpsoned. I got Bart Simpsoned by one of our biggest supporters. That's not cool, man. I'm embarrassed. Oh, son of a bitch. All right, I guess there's wrestling to talk about. Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic. Now, this went to a no contest because Roderick Strong, that slimy little shit, interfered. And he's got to know better. But that's, <laughs> but, but that's the best thing I love, that it's that Roddy Strong wouldn't ex- know better. Exactly. That's what I was about to say, guys. <laughs> a part of the charm of Undisputed Era is that they're so slimy and shitty and stupid is that they don't know the thing that happens all the time. 
so good. They think that I love that they think they're immune to this stuff when obviously they're not. They're like, like, no, I'm for the indisputer. Like things, tropes don't apply to me, man. And they always <laughs> overreact when it happens. They're like, oh, oh, yes. what? <laughs> That's never happened. You're going to restart the match when I got automatically DQ'd? There's no precedent for that. That's them. Yes. I, 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 yeah, the, the match leading up to the disqualification was everything was billed to be. Uh, it was so much fun. I, I, I loved it. And, and I was like, man, I, I don't, I don't want either of these guys to lose because I, I can't wait to see what they would do with Roddy Strong in a title match. And whoops, Roddy Strong solved that problem for me. Because he went out there and got both the guys put into a match with him next week. And, I, I mean, I, I don't know what you program opposite that on, on AEW. That, that you know, if I wasn't watching both of them, that, that if I had to switch between channels, I don't know what you program on AEW, maybe it's Moxley versus Pac, that would get me to switch between and not just keep it on NXT, watching Lee and Dijakovic and Strong for the North American title. This match was awesome. Keith Lee scared me by reverse running on his skull. I don't need to see that anymore. Warren, did you think he was paralyzed? I did. Uh, I just I just saw a bunch of tweets of people saying he's dead. He's dead. Oh, my God. He's dead. Uh, I mean, you know, there's a difference between, you know, reverse running yourself or at least, you know, flubbing a reverse run when you weigh when you weigh 120 pounds, you know, but when you weigh Keith Lee's girth. Yeah, that no, that's scary. This was great. I love that they're carrying this absolute fire feud from the Indies over here and and making it their own. I really dig that. Matt Riddle defeated Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed got, got quite a bit of offense. As we've mentioned in every Matt Riddle match, the dude just loves to sell. He, he does. Loves, he loves it. And like, maybe a little too much. Like, honestly, Final Flash, I thought, should have probably pinned <laughs> Bronson Reed yeah. here. What would yeah. you think, Alex? Uh, I, 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 I love that he, that he went into it and, and shook his hand. Said, uh, I can't wait to fight you. Like, bro, like, like, Matt Riddle loves fighting. Yes. Part of fighting is getting beaten up. Like, I don't think he would like it if he squashed somebody and the other guy got no offense in because Matt Riddle loves the taste of his own blood. Like, he's just this, I love that he's this really lackadaisical, total stoner dude. Like, you get in the ring and he becomes the, like the Tasmanian devil. Like, I, I think that's an amazing character. And I love that Bronson Reed got in some good licks. Uh, I like the, the, the sequence where he got his knees up on, on Riddle's senton and then did one of his own. Like, see, like... I, I outweigh you by a hundred pounds. This is going to hurt you more. I yeah. thought that was great. Uh, the, his, the, his, uh, gotch like tombstone into the, into the front slam that. thing. That's so good. Uh, yeah, you said that the flash knee, all of this thing was great. And it, what it did was further establish that Matt Riddle is a guy who's not going anywhere. He lost his match to Adam Cole, but he's going to be champion one day. I thought, I thought honestly he was going to go to raw or SmackDown after that. I did. Too. I, I love the gotch style tombstone modifier. I was a big ECW guy when it got on TNN and around then you, I mean, they would all steal each other's moves. Everybody yep. would steal each other's moves. And two of the best were the, that's incredible. The, uh, the spinning tombstone and the gotch-style pile driver, the cradle pile driver, Jerry Lynn would do. Sometimes they would do a gotch-style spinning tombstone. So that's what that yes. reminds me of. I loved that. Uh, I, I do think the final flash should have finished it off. But, hey, call me biased. I think Matt's one of the best in the world. Fun, Funny story about him squashing people. When we did our podcast, I would always hear stories that people, uh, uh, people that would go to his seminars. And he would, like, roll with them back-to-back, back, and he, it was like 15, 20 seconds. Like, they would shoot in, neck crank, next one, shoot in, double wrist lock, next one, shoot in, roll them over, get an arm bar, next one. That's, that's what you're getting into. It's announced that Kushida re-injured his wrist against Walter and will be out of action for at least a month. Uh, good way to keep him off TV in the interim, I think. Tegan Knox is back. She's facing Tanera Conti. 
Tegan Knox gets the win. She wants uh, to, to insert her name into the conversation. Dakota Kai comes out and hugs her. They've, of course, been down similar roads. Shayna comes out with the horsewomen, and they mock Dakota and uh, Tegan. And I thought, they're so good at just mocking people. They're they're good at being the mean girls. And when Shayna said, aren't you, like, running out of limbs to hurt? <laughs> <laughs> You're running out of limbs to rehab is one of the greatest, like, cutting, perfect, like, heel digs. Ah, she's saying a baseball. I, I guess you could say she was surgical with her insult. That's good. Oh, that was nice. very good. Um, uh, Shayna Baszler is an absolute natural <laughs> at this at this wrestling thing. Like, it amazes me that she got into it so late in life because she's... I mean, like, it's amazing to me how good she is at all of it. And that that was perfect. <clears throat> that that line was perfect. Warren, what did you think about about this that you got to see at least? Um, um, I, I like that they're bringing Dakota and Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler back into the same space because there's history. There's unresolved history between them both. And I think it, it, it makes fantastic sense. And... It, it's not just being the mean girls, you know, it's not like it, it, they're not being catty, you know, they're not being it's not like it, it's not like high school stuff that they're coming out with the, the horsewomen, Shayna. They're literally Shayna is unstoppable. She's she is the final boss of the division, so she can come out and taunt the heroes in whichever way she wants, because she has proven everything she has to prove at this stage. It's just like, let, bring me another one. Let, let's just, let's just keep, let's just keep the, 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 the train flowing, uh, the train going here. I'm beating everyone you're sending, uh, you're sending towards me. That's fine. Um, and, um, and it's it, just to Alex's point, it's crazy because I remember, I remember the feud that she had with Ember Moon because Ember Moon has to fit into this somehow. But I remember oh. how her feud with Ember Moon in NXT just before she won the NXT championship for the first time. And I remember her promos being so-so. I remember a lot of us being really excited about how she was in the ring, uh, how you know she was you know still lacked a little uh, uh, some smoothness, but she was still very convincing. But her promos weren't that great. But man, she cranked it up during that feud with Ember Moon. And it's just been, she's been soaring since. She is one of the best women to come out of the PC in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Jason Check says, surgical, take my money. Thank you for the tip. See a Finn Balor video, I think this is a good way to kind of set him up. Uh, we don't need extended promos of Finn Balor. What we do need is something different out of Finn Balor because... I don't think collar pop and leather jacket Finn Balor's is going to get it done in NXT either. But we'll see how he how he holds up in the ring. Uh, Boa did not hold up in the way, ring very well. He got beat by Killian Dane. Alex, I knew you felt some kind of way about the Killian Dane interaction here. I mean, I I, I love Killian Dane. Uh, I think it's interesting that I what what it looked like to me last week is that Killian Dane uh, was coming out to get Cameron Grimes. And just because Cameron Grimes got out of there so fast, he just destroyed Boa because Boa was there. Um, this match made it seem like he's just destroying anybody because Boa wanted to, to get him back. Um, but I, I do hope that Killian Dane gets his hands on Cameron Grimes at some point because I, I just want to see what he does to his hat. Um, he's not going to do anything to his hat. Cameron Grimes is going to protect that hat with his life. He's going to step on his hat. It's going to no. He's, he won't. He won't. That's he's horrible. Gonna well, he's going to do one of his. He's going to do one of his uh, his sentons to that hat. Come on, mm. it's just gross. Mm. Video package for Leo Rush. Then we get the main event: Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest. And there was no match this week. Not on Bound for Glory. Not on Raw, SmackDown, AEW. That I was excited for. More than this, uh, Damian Priest is often overlooked because he didn't have like the PWG run. He didn't have like any of that, and he's a little bit older. This guy rules, and I saw the match that he had with with Marty Scurll in ROH pay per view. And to me, if he had that kind of match with Marty Scurll, I knew he was going to have an even better one with Pete Dunne. And they have some really good chemistry. 
Damian Priest winning this match, I think, is the right move. You can build an NXT monster, so to speak, that can work in the ring. And he can't just, he just doesn't work in the ring, Alex. He works at a pace that he can keep up with anybody. And, yep. uh, Alex, we're talking about three monsters on the roster that can do yeah. that. Killian yeah. Dane, maybe not quite as much, but Dijak, Keith Lee, Damian Priest. Yep. Damn. Yeah. No, absolutely. The the priest. The one thing I love about Priest is that um, he can go with anybody, um, and uh, he could he could beat he could beat anybody. But on a night where he knows he's probably gonna get beat at the end of the match, he's taking a shortcut and he's winning that match. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's just it, like mm-hmm. it's just a great way of figuring out ways of of how he can do it. The same thing with Keith Lee. Not the same thing with with the uh, as as Morrow so indelicately put it. He didn't hit the ball's eye, the archer of infamy. <laughs> um, uh, he he didn't he didn't do that uh, with with Keith Lee, but I, I did like that that he recognized that Pete Dunn wasn't getting put away, so yep. he had to do something. I love that that he he saw he didn't he didn't set up the, the opportunity to get in behind the ref's back, but he saw the opportunity and he took it. That it was great. Um, uh, yes, be um. Uh, Priest is the one is the right one to win this because they also set up Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane, and you can transition Pete Dunn right into that feud, and I won't miss this thing at all because Dunn versus Dane is the thing that I, I'll watch ten times, and and you can do whatever you want to with Priest because he can work with anybody. Yeah, I saw somebody say, "Oh, Pete Dunn lost again," and I'm like, "Hey, you know he did have like a two year title reign, like." Yeah. He he has had a time, and it can't always be his time. And eventually, much like I talked about the, the collar-popping Finn Balor, we do have to see some more out of him outside of him punching his own jaw and grimacing with a mouth guard. Like, we got to see something else. He he did lose this match because he got kicked in the balls. And that was yeah. a like fantastic it's, it's, finish. It was a great finish, but, like, that's why he lost. If you're like, Pete Dunne lost again, he sucks. Like, well, he, he lost because yeah. the other guy cheated. Like, that's a different thing. It's, there's a reason why that's a different – there's a difference between the two things. It was smooth, not a clean loss. Smooth lock. finish, too. Like, the ref smooth. distraction to that and the kick so to the balls well was solid. Perfect. Yep. Warren Hayes, one word. Who won tonight? NXT or AEW? It's a tough one. That is I think I'm gonna, way more I'm, than I'm, one I'm, word. Sorry. I'm NXT. Alex. NXT. Well, NXT. I can tell you why. It, I can tell you why. No, I don't, I don't need to know why. That that's right. Here's the thing. I don't want to know why. I want to leave it open to interpretation for the YouTube trolls to tell us <laughs> that they know why. And personally, I'm picking AEW, but it was real close because – I loved Damian Priest and Pete Dunne. That was probably my match of the night, probably. And it was real good. Uh, Warren, you're getting the hell out of the country. What you got going on, man? I'm I'm, I'm heading to the Midwest of the Americas. I'm going to go discover American dairy products and going to go hang out in the countryside. What do you mean discover American dairy products? Are you going to, like, milk a cow or something? Look, I don't... You are going... It's Wisconsin, right? You're going there, lots of cheese. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Are you going to go hang out with Alex? Look, uh, maybe if... (laughs) Where where in Wisconsin are you going? Well, listen, we can talk about this off the air because, you know, there might be some people who are already... They got got Expedia.com opened up ready to come find us. Uh, Otherwise... uh, I have my. You I can have my find Warren to... in his chalet, private chalet. <laughs> I, I, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you can you can find me on my. Uh, I have my own uh, YouTube uh, show, which will be tomorrow evening, nine p.m. Eastern, at YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I also have a Patreon if you want to check that out with extra content that I do at Patreon.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes, or just follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. This is all up to you to decide. Also, guys, I want to give Jeremy Lambert's Patreon some love. He's on vacation for the weekend. Uh, Well-earned. One of the top guys at Fightful. Show his Patreon some love. But, Alex, you are on Fightful Select. Uh, 
as of now, two times a week, and uh, your, your next edition of Sour Graps is going to be free, and it's available on video and audio. Yes, uh, video and audio. Uh, I have two uh, episodes up already. Uh, there'll be a third tomorrow, which will be free uh, to get all of your appetites whetted for the future full glasses of sour grape juice. It's funny because the way that I explained it was that Alex doesn't see the glass half empty. He sees it completely empty, but then he refills it with sour grape juice. Yep. So right. it's it is the glass isn't half full. The glass is full. And I understand that might be confusing, but just subscribe to the goddamn <laughs> service, okay? Thank you, guys. I appreciate you all so much. Uh, Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.